0: This topic can be uh, hard to digest intellectually. It can be hard emotionally. To recession-proof your business, you're not gonna you're not gonna see this one coming.
1: There's gonna be some like shuffling. There's gonna be everybody's business is gonna get shook a little bit, yeah. and the strong are the ones that survive.
0: They have clients, they have customers, and they don't know how to serve them. Go meet with that person. Say, hey, can I buy you out? Do you want out? Some people are like. Just take over the loan on my trailer and my lawnmowers. You can have the damn business. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Main Street Business Podcast. My name is Mark Kohler, CPA, attorney, author, influencer, Main Street business owner, freaking loving the American dream. And I'm here with Matt Sorensen, the self-directed guru of America who wrote the book, Self-Directed IRA Handbook. We're here to help you guys recession-proof your business. Yeah. Can, Can we do it?
1: Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we're entrepreneurs, business owners- Lawyers and uh, Mark's also, I mean, a YouTuber, you know, my stepdaughters, they're nine years old. They told me they want to be a YouTuber. Oh, if you Google Mark Kohler, I don't know if you know that it says YouTuber. Oh, well, thank you. That's know,
0: good. So you left that one out. Okay. You I'm left a that one out. But, yeah. um, Amongst nerds, I'm a YouTuber. Yeah. Well, anyway. I just
1: want to give you context. We're out there. Uh, this recession proofing your small business is we are business owners. Mark and I have done the 10,000 consults with small business owners in good times and in bad. Mm. And we don't know where everything's going. We're going to dig into that a little bit here. But there are some principles that make you strong in a recession, no matter where we may be going. So you can be prepared and not get caught with your
0: Pants down? Oh, boy. Was that the yeah, wrong one? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. That's I never wanted that. We don't want junior you high. Exposed. Yeah, that happened say. to me in junior high. You know, you get trunks. pants. Down. Well, yeah, whatever you called it. You know, that's what we call it. Hey, you know what? That that happened to me once in science class. I had underwear on, but I got was, see that was the that danger was so if you wore like
1: boxers and they they pulled in the right spots, you could be totally exposed. <laughs>
0: yeah, totally. And we no. don't
1: want that to happen to your small no. business. All right. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. Oh my gosh, I was wearing whitey tidy, so I was I was fine. Good, you know, smart. So. Oh. Those were the days, the 80s. Was was those
1: your He-Man? Okay, we're
0: we're moving off that topic, all right? Okay. Well, everybody, we like to keep this fun and keep it real because um, this topic can be uh, hard to digest intellectually. It can be hard emotionally. Um, And uh, attorneys are classic, uh, accountants, CPAs, attorneys for making these types of topics difficult and complex. We don't want to do that. Okay. So we're, let's just jump right into it. Recession, recession proofing your small business. Matt and I have both brought a list, uh, to the, to the podcast today. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to, Matt and I usually are aligned, uh, for the most part, but I'm excited to see what's on your list. you, you going first. Can I go first? You, you can go first. Yeah. Okay. I, this is the biggest one to me. Um, I think to recession proof your business, you're not gonna. You're not gonna see this one coming. All right. This is gonna be good, right. <laughs> people. You need to do a financial statement. You, how can you know what to do if you don't even take uh, what do you call it? take store inventory? Take, take inventory yeah. of what you've got. You may find out. Ooh. I'm a, I'm a little stronger than I thought. You may find Oh my gosh, here's my weaknesses and people. It's not that hard yeah. to do a balance sheet and an income statement for this year compared to last year at the same time. Hopefully many of you are on QuickBooks. If you're not, that may be a step in this process too. If you don't even know what's coming in and going out and yeah. what's on the shelf and what's there and you, you've got to take inventory of what you Yeah. Have. And that can be a little refreshing and that could put you at
1: ease. And when we say financial statement, I want you to look at your business and your personal assets. We know as small business owners, you know, and we've done this, you know, Mark and I have been here. You can't make payroll. What are you (sighs) going to do? You don't, you know, you got to pay your employees. You don't start getting money. You might have to go on to where, what are your other personal resources you have? And we can look at everything from your savings to, to you have a, a three month kind of like savings.
0: Reserve. Reserve. Yeah.
1: Do you have equity in your home? No, we're you going to come draw. to some of these other yeah. things
0: is to reset. But the first step is, yeah, I, I got to get a look. an inventory. Yeah. Take a look.
1: But and, I want to say personal inventory because as business, owners, that's, that's where we're going to tap into and hopefully you've been building wealth and that makes you stronger to weather the storm. Um, in addition to your business
0: and what resources you have there. Business and personal. I love it. I, I'm going to, I got to say number two. Okay. At the same time you do a financial look, do a legal look. Get a consult with one of the tax lawyers. If it's not our office, find who's your yeah. business lawyer. Look at your structure. Are, are, you a, are you are you jacked up? Do you have everything deeded where it's supposed to be? Let's say, you know, the storms come. Yeah. Are, are is everything buttoned down?
1: Yeah. Well, that, not too because that. What is one of those biggest expenses you have in your business? Taxes. Yeah, Are you being efficient on how you're paying your taxes? Are you in the right structure that's minimizing taxes? Whether you're having an amazing year, you're having kind of an average year, maybe even a down year, you're still going to have a tax nut to cover. And that savings is like free money back in your pocket.
0: Absolutely. And you may not, you may be like, oh, that's easier said than done, Mark and Matt, because my accountant, I can barely get a phone call. He's busy right now on extensions. I don't even have my 22 tax returns done or whatever. That's fine get a second opinion. This is where a consult with one of our tax lawyers or another boutique firm of your choice, of course, we're not, this is not an infomercial, but we're doing consults around the country in all 50 States with clients that say, look at my last year's tax return. Here's my structure. It can be a very, very affordable. We don't have some $5,000 BS, you know, premium plan thing that you've got to pay to come on board call our office, make an appointment, say, I just need a review. And then you can go back to your regular accountant or regular attorney and go, Hey, I got an outside look at this. I think I'm a little jacked up. Yeah. And so take a look. Yeah. And I think that's like the trifecta. Many of you know,
1: the trifecta we talk about, we have your operational business, you have your assets and we're growing our, our assets from our operations in many ways. I mean, a lot of times assets can create income and create more assets. You're gaining equity. Um, Those assets can go up over time, but- we're peeling stuff off from our operations to go invest and build assets and if you've been doing that right, you are sitting in a strong position because you have assets you can rely on mm-hmm. that if the you know if you have business problems or you start taking losses in your operational side of your business so that's so having the trifecta and doing that earning income, building assets is what makes you stronger too. So I just want to thank, it's not just about growing wealth. It's also about helping you in times if we do hit a recession. Yeah.
0: And on this note, when you're looking, doing your legal review, so I'm saying do a financial review, P and L balance sheet, you know, personal and business, do the legal review. How do things look? Look at your lease agreements. Do you have rental property? When did the leases come up with your tenants? If you're trying to recession-proof, you need to be looking at all those relationships. Are your relationships with your partner strong, vendors, uh, suppliers, affiliates, tenants? What do those agreements look like? Because if the storm comes again, what's on paper? And so that legal review, I think, is very important. Yeah. Okay, what do you got? What's after that? We got to talk about the big D. Oof. Debt. (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant Dallas. Divorce. No. Okay, debt. Yeah. I'm with you. Could have
1: been death, too. Yeah, but um, debt. Um, and this is, again, in your business and personal, this should come up in the first step there and in taking inventory and looking at doing a personal financial statement. Debt weighs you down and it hurts you the most when recession. we're in a difficult economy and in a recession because that is money you are throwing away, especially that high interest debt and the credit card debt. I don't want to get all Dave Ramsey on everybody right now, but um, we we need to get out of debt. Um, it's a it, – it just – one, it creates that just like that freedom, but also – It's what can cause problems in business and what, you know, you could have a bank or a lender come in and start chasing you down You get lawsuits. It could be crippling.
0: Yeah. No, by the way, let's make sure we're clear here. There's good debt and Mm. bad debt. And so when you, so do it, when you're doing your financial statement, you're going to look at all the debts you have. Now, anything that's part of a business debt or a property debt that's creating rental income or value or growth in your business, a credit line in your business. Hey, equipment loans that might be necessary for production. those that, We're not talking about that type of debt. We're talking about consumer debt, the credit card debt, and doing a debt snowball if necessary immediately so that you're lean and mean. But um, debt is actually a, a hedge against inflation. Yeah. So if if you've got a rental property with debt on a fixed interest rate, that's, that can be a good thing. Oh, yeah. So it's not all debt's bad. So, uh, But get rid of that consumer debt. Yeah, love it. Oh, and by the way, I'll say this. If you email mark at com and just type the word snowball in the subject line snowball, uh, I will send you a video and a spreadsheet that is really a um, um, tech uh, program well, to help you build a little debt snowball. And it's so easy, so fast. Uh, I know they're out there, but if you don't have a resource to get out of debt quickly, just email Mark at Mark J com and, or Mark at kkoslawyers.com, Any of my emails and put the word snowball in your subject line, we'll get you out a little, uh, support, uh, software and program, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah. Um, All right. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah, go ahead. This might be a curveball for some of you. Um, Guys, this might be the time to invest, grow, and take market share in your business because your competitors are going to be facing the same headwinds of a recession or any difficulties that are about to come. Again, if that's what's going to happen, you know. And so I – I want to think of this as opportunity because what's happening in, in everybody's industry, we're all in different businesses and industries is there's going to be some like shuffling. There's going to be some, everybody's businesses is going to get shook a little bit. Yeah. And the strong are the ones that survive. And so this might be the time where you got to spend a little more time in the business. You got to take out a little bit less. You're they're going to be sacrificing some things, um, in the difficult times. But that is when you can really stand out and grow market share and grow your business compared to your competitors.
0: Yeah, I now I, I think there's two messages you said there. One was grow market share by looking at competitors. And then there was a, a subtle comment about- Efficiency and pricing and products. And Let's come back to that. If right, we, yeah. we didn't I even mean, touch yeah. that Yeah. yeah. yeah so, that was... but let me say, grow market share. You know what? We've launched here at the law firm in just the last, this year is um, a business acquisition, a business acquisition uh, uh, group, service Be- and, service yeah. and yeah. group. Yeah, we've got lawyers now dedicated to just helping clients sell their business or buy businesses because it's so prevalent. And this is a great time to look at the other competitors and go this guy's on his last leg. A lot of people, sometimes they'll walk away from the business for almost nothing. There's CPAs that are walking away from their business because they're like, I don't even know how to sell it or what
1: to do. Especially when they feel like the economy could be going into recession. They're trying to time it to get out right. They might take seller financing, let you take it over. They're like, this is the perfect time for me to get out.
0: And you can really dictate terms and pick up some- some good, some good business. Yeah. Let's just use another example. Let's say you're a landscaper and you're in the landscaping business. You know, there's a guy that's struggling. He's his equipment's not working well. He doesn't know how to hire. He just doesn't have maybe the business acumen you have. And there's tricks to running a business in your industry. Well, look at the people that when a recession recession hits, they have clients, they have customers and they don't know how to serve them. Go meet with that person. Say, Hey, can I buy you out? Do you want out? Some people are like, just take over the loan on my trailer and my lawnmowers. You can have the damn business, please. Yeah. You know,
1: and you're yeah. like, all right. Keep I my do- employees that keep, I've, you know, yeah, the guys that me- I've got on my team that need, that need the jobs. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. Product services, a little deli. It could be food service. It could be uh janitorial landscaping, any sort of small business where you see someone starting to struggle, jump in there and you may be. Rescuing them, but also building a stronger base of clients for yourself.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. So that's kind of being the vulture. Yeah. I guess there. Um, well, let's. See. You. We didn't. I didn't really hit pricing. You mentioned that. Um, I want to talk about pricing for a second because okay. um, I think one of the things that's intuitive for people is, oh, I better lower my prices. No, 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 uh-huh. guys. What have we had? Let Let's stay. Pay attention. What's been happening in our economy? Massive inflation. Every other product or service you've been consuming, you're paying more than you did a couple of years ago, right? And so if you haven't been raising prices in your business, this might be the problem of why you're struggling. This might be the problem of why you can't recruit and retain employees is because you haven't raised your prices and your competitors have and they're paying more. And so you're kind of handicapping yourself by not doing that. So um, reevaluate your pricing. If you haven't done that recently in the last few years, at least there's been incredible inflation. Look at where your competitors are at. And also think about what is your brand? I mean, we've had to do this in our own companies, you know, even at directed IRA, we looked at it and we're like, man, we're on the low end of the pricing. Is that our brand? We provide a premium service compared to our competitors. I'm like, we can't be the low price leader. That's not what I, I don't want people coming here. Cause we have the lowest price. I want people to come here cause we have the expertise and professional and the most amazing service that can be offered. And that is what dictated uh, an increase in price. Which you know what, I did not get one complaint. I'm sure at this point I get might get an email out of this now about raising our prices. But like that was worth it. You know,
0: yeah. I well in the converse to not raising your prices or lowering your prices is providing more value. In a recession, consumers are looking for more value for their dollar. Address yeah. it head on. Uh, let people know, hey, we're giving you more for what you're already paying. Because we want to keep you as a customer, as a client, as a patron of our business. And so if you can, uh, rather than just go right after price, look at your, your mix of services you provide. Maybe there's some services you need to get rid of. Some products you need to get rid of that are dead weight. Take yeah. the resources from that and apply it to a better service or a better product and and not even need love to change that. pricing. And, and customers will be more loyal during those time periods yeah. and you'll come out on top.
1: Yeah, I love that one. Um, and that that kind of – there's a little tangent there to the, to another one. It's almost related but separate is um, stop wasting time on customers and services or products mm-hmm. you might have that are low margin. If you got the friends and family and you're cutting their hair for five bucks a pop and you're, you know, you got a salon that you're running and trying to cover bills and everything, stop doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you've got some product or service that is, you know, takes a lot of time to complete or is very costly and has a lower margin, stop doing it or change the pricing on it. So I think sometimes we just get in a rut of our business. We're adding services or products and we're not focused on, do I actually make money doing this?
0: Yeah. Love it. Um, all right, next, uh, cash. I think this is important to say you've, when you're doing that financial statement and we talked about that for your business and your personal, we, we alluded to it. What are your reserves? What do they look like? Um, the kind of the standard that we've seen ugh, over our entire career, we've taught it. I've written it in my books. I know Matt has as well, is that you want to see at least a three month reserve. Um, That's typical in your business operation, as well as your personal life. Now in your business, if you've got a track record of certain stable amount of revenue every month, your costs are pretty um, um, uh, measurable and predictable. You may have just a one or two month cushion, (coughs) excuse me. But if you're in your personal life, that's where things are really going to hit the fan in a recession. Have at least three months of cash, and it doesn't have to be making a lot of interest. Although, in the market right now, yeah. you can get a freaking three to four, four and a half percent money market account at TD Ameritrade. So, putting away five grand, ten grand, or fifteen grand, or thirty, whatever that number is, that if you say, Hey, if any, if it all shiz hits the fan, I've got three months of reserves cash and getting out of debt selling crap you don't need you didn't even okay people did you even use that rv this year did you even use the boat on the side of your house do you still yeah. have that piece of crap fishing boat in the backyard on blocks sell it get rid of it get lean get mean get conservative yeah. they call this austerity put it, implement a level of austerity in your life and get rid of the crap you
1: don't need Love it. And I think you should be doing this in your business. How many of us aren't focused on the expenses coming in our business? I mean, we've had to do this every once in a while. I'm like, what is this king that hits our card every month in the business? It's 250 bucks. No one knows what the hell it is. It's some service or subscription we signed up for that we used four years ago, and no one's been using it since, yeah. you know? And I know a lot of you business owners have some of that stuff that's like, it just keeps hitting and you're not focused on it. You're running your business, you know? And so- Report that, your card stolen. Yeah. It's yeah. always interesting yeah, that's, you report your yeah. card
0: stolen. And then like, all of a sudden you're getting yeah. all these calls. I didn't know I was paying you anyway. Yeah. You loser. I, yeah. <laughs> that is the great
1: strategy. Yeah. And
0: then, uh. cause
1: then you're going to remember the things you do need and you're going to go update it for those. And then cut off all the ones that are BS. But, um, but that's just look at your expenses. What do I really need? Um, and sometimes there's stuff you're not even using. You've just kind of been putting it off because you're busy in your business.
0: Then there could be a lot of pickup, layup opportunities there to save some money. Yeah. Well, my list is complete. I've got seven items. Ooh, okay. Do, do we need eight to be great? Do you have one I, last I one you want to add? i got one more. Okay. Okay, i got right. one
1: more. And I, I think you can look at like, what do my customers need right now? I mean, our world moves fast and I don't care what business you're in, but what other opportunities do I have to sell my clients other services and products I just haven't been putting in front of them? Rather than going out and trying to find new customers or more customers, what do my customers I've been new, you, doing in my business for years need that I haven't been providing them? Mm. You know, so if you are the landscaper, do you have a tree trimming business or do you let them use someone else for that? Like I use someone separate out my landscaper doesn't do that. I use someone separate for that. Like if you're the hairstylist, are you selling product to people when they come in that you put in their hair? Like when I go mm. get my haircut, they sell me the same crap I put in my hair. Cause it's so easy and it's right there. And I'm like, Oh, this looks good. So think of those things that you should be offering your customers. Um, that could be new opportunities to actually make more money. And it's a great time to do it.
0: I'm going to define to that number eight as identify new revenue sources that are low hanging fruit. There you go. Um, and I'll give a couple of examples too. I, I, I love, I love the landscaping industry. I speak at a landscaping conference every year. I speak at the RV conferences. I just love the main street, bread and butter, blue collar, small business. It's just out there on the streets every day. Um, so back to landscaping, um, I, the landscapers that I know are making money. Uh, they've gotten very efficient with electric uh, equipment. They're charging with solar on their truck. They're eliminating the cost of gas, which is so high right now. And and these little efficiencies with the type of equipment they're expanding into, example. But when it comes to revenue sources, uh, I I love the landscapers that are like, hey, um, if you need to buy a new hose, you need to buy a, a new rake, a new shovel. Don't go to Home Depot. Don't just, I'll send you a link of what I think is the best product out there right now. And you send, become an Amazon affiliate because you don't need to carry a bunch of inventory in your business to sell more product. When you become an Amazon affiliate, you can create your own web page. And as a, a landscaper, in that example, you'd go to all of your clients and go, hey, I've got a great page to give you the best prices on all of your landscaping needs, whether it's fertilizer, lawn equipment, uh, planting resources, or anything like that go to my website first because I've chosen what I think is the best products out there. I've even got YouTube videos on my site to help you with your own landscaping that you want to do. And I've got links to everything and you're making money. You're making money off of everything they buy off your website. And you didn't even have to open a warehouse and buy inventory. Just a small idea there. Yeah, just, just a little one, just a little one, yeah. you know, start selling more online. Uh, use your website more efficiently, make it easier for your customers to buy things. If there's any way you could partner with yeah. someone, uh, uh, there's just, yeah, so that issues. it's, it's a lot of
1: these little things. And it kind of, it's kind of just like a little reassessment time in your business. Even just like the paying, like making it easy. A lot of small business owners don't make it easy to pay. And that's the areas where you're going to start losing customers. Cause what happens in a recession is they start finding the reasons why they shouldn't use you. And they maybe move to someone else and you start having a little more competition. Well, you want to have all that stuff dialed in. Have you made it easy for your customers to engage you and hire you and yeah. work with you?
0: I'd love it. And another idea is I love that Matt brought up hair salons. I, I went to my barber. Um, I think it was a month or so ago and okay. I needed a mani pedi, you know, cause I, I just like yeah. self care. It's good. good. I wanted it to look you, nice. You deserve so it. You know? I, need, I deserve it. I wanted to do a little self care and spoil myself. So I asked my barber, "Where for a guy? Do you have a place nearby that you'd recommend for a mani pedi?" And she was like, "No." I'm like, "How uh, do you not? Yeah when you're in the when you're in the self care haircutting business, how do you not have mm-hmm. a relationship with yeah. a nail salon for men that you could send all of your clients to? get a little kickback and vice versa you should be over at the nail salon taking them donuts once a week going hey when your nail people come in let them know I'm a kickass barber down the street here's what we're saying guys you need to fire up that entrepreneurial spirit again start getting a little
1: more creative I remember we went my Airbnb I went with my kids to Italy like we show up the guy shows us the Airbnb he gave us like three restaurant recommendations I'm telling you he got a fee on everyone we went to because he's like make sure you drop my name when I go there and we do and we got great seating and everything but I guarantee you that guy is getting a little piece of every restaurant we went to, he's just being a little entrepreneurial about it, thinking of his customers and how can he make more money
0: per customer. I would love it. I was got in a Turo car up in Alaska last yeah. week. And when I got in the Turo in the little cup holder, yeah. there was a free coffee at a local shop, a little card yeah. for a free coffee. And their name was written on it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And
0: so I was like. Wow. Yeah. And I thought that was really smart. I mean, what are the little things you're doing to network with others in your industry? Even yeah. if you're not going to go out and acquire that business, how can you be protecting each other, mm-hmm. building your own little mastermind group, finding yeah. others that, yeah. that have an answer. services. Yeah. That can ancillary. Help you, you help them. Yeah. It's a great idea. So that, because if you're going to recession proof your business, remember it's a village and main street is a village. Get out there network with those other small business owners that have any ancillary indirect relationship to you and talk about how you can help each other get through this. I hope these eight points help you. We're just grateful to be a part of your lives. Please give us a five-star review. Share this podcast with others. Let other people know that we're the small business America is alive and well. We're going to save freaking America. Yeah. Go
1: out there and get it like that. Let that entrepreneurial fire go, man. I mean, let's like turn that on fire and go out and Tackle these things. I think uh, whether there is a recession coming or not, these strategies are something that are protecting up market or a down market. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we'll be back next week, of course, with another amazing Main Street Business podcast episode. We'll see you
0: then. See you next week.